Welcome to the Landing Zone Podcast, a monthly forum designed to help service members, veterans, and military spouses find their next career at UPS. Please welcome our host, retired Air Force First Sergeant and UPS Veteran Talent Acquisition Strategy Manager, Lloyd Knight. Welcome to the Landing Zone Podcast. Our mission is to help service members, veterans, and spouses find their next career at UPS. We use this forum to showcase specific career opportunities, provide advice and information, highlight successful transition stories, and finally, we connect our listeners with excellent resources that are available from nonprofits, government agencies, and academia. I'm very happy to have Vanessa Ingersoll, Air Force veteran and UPS Trade Direct Supervisor, join us on today's show. Vanessa was the fourth employee I hired at UPS and the very first veteran. She is veteran number one in a, uh, for me, and that was a little bit over 15 years ago. Welcome to the landing zone, Vanessa. When I visited Supply Chain Solutions Corporate Campus a couple months ago, it's my old office where I spent 16 years of my career, and I, I don't often get back there, but I made a visit, and I was really pumped to see your 15-year certificate, and hey, uh, we took a picture together with that certificate, me, me and you, and uh, it was really special for me, Vanessa. It's, uh, it's hard to believe that it's been 15 years. Holy cow. What do you remember about that very first interview with me? I think you brought up uh, being an Air Force veteran right away. I think that was something we established and maybe got my foot in the door. Um, but I did really like the idea of working with the government still, and especially with the DOD. Um, and so I've also worked in procurement, a little bit of logistics as well. So I think we uh, got a camaraderie pretty easily and felt very, very relaxed and just felt like it was going to be a good fit for me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Something I remember yeah, from that was um, I, I think I had interviewed like 10 people before you, maybe 12 people. And for some reason, they were not great interviews. And it was a mix of veterans and, and non-veterans. And I just had a lot of strikeouts and I was really getting kind of frustrated with it. And you came on and you were a, a breath of a, a fresh air and, you know, you're a comm troop. My last assignment was as a, a comm squadron first sergeant. And normally my interviews last a full hour. And if you, if you remember right, I think about minute 10, I, I looked over at you like, hey, do you want this job? And uh, you were like, yeah, absolutely. And it was it was off from, from there. So uh, where are you originally from, Vanessa? So I was born just a few blocks away here in uh, the Northside Hospital. So I'm actually born and raised in Georgia, um, born in Atlanta Hospital and raised in Marietta. So. Yeah, Northside Hospital. Yeah, more babies are delivered to the side of the Mississippi Northside Hospital. It's the big baby factory. Absolutely. Yeah, kudos to you, uh, Sarah Marshall, because I, uh, Sarah, my fiance, soon to be wife, works at a uh, at Northside just right up the road. Nice. So, why did you join the Air Force? Well, I was going to college, and I felt a little rudderless. I hadn't really decided on a major, um, so and I was kind of running out of money a little bit too. I had a stepsister that went into the Air Force just a few months before I ended up going in. 
and uh, she came back from leave after technical school. And so I was really able to spend some time with her and she kind of told me what the, the great benefits were of it. I needed some work experience. I was just kind of working as a server, going to taking a few uh, college courses. And so I thought it would be a great way to travel. I've always had a wanderlust, you know, always wanted to go out and see the world. So I thought that would be a good opportunity and also get, um, you know, GI Bill and, you know, VA benefits and that kind of thing. So and you wanted, travel was number one. And you wanted sure. to see the world and, and where did the Air Force send you your first assignment? Oh, my not North Dakota. My not North Dakota. Yeah. Why Why not my not? Oh, my gosh. No. <laughs> and the first thing I did was uh, that you, you could, in basic training, you could fill out a list of all the places that you your wanted dream to go. Sheet. It's yeah. called a dream yeah. sheet, right? And so I went to my not when I got there. I wiped it clean. And I said, worldwide remote, just as simple as you possibly can. And they actually did send me orders within a year. I thought it would probably be, you know, one of the more uh, popular ones like uh, Guam or uh, South Korea. But I got Saudi Arabia. So I was was in Escon Village right outside of uh, Riyadh, about 20 miles out of Riyadh. Spent a lot of time in Riyadh. So after that uh, assignment, you ended up at Mountain Home? Um, I went to Germany. Okay. Oh, I didn't know that. I I forgot that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I went to Germany for two years. But uh, a lot of that time I was deployed. I went to Qatar for almost a year while I was there. But I did get some time to really travel and see Italy and France. And and that was a really cool time. Then after that, I went to um, Mountain Home. And I was there for the rest of my uh, career. And I did do a tour in Iraq while I was there. Yeah, that's right. Were you at Ramstein? Yes. Yeah. Were you in the comp squadron in Ramstein? I was. Yeah, I very, was. very cool. Yeah. And what year? Let's see. Um, it was right after 9-11 is when I got okay. there. In fact, I was supposed to fly out of uh, Riyadh or um, or the Escon Village. or I guess it was Prince Sultan is where I was flying out of um, just uh, on September 13th. That obviously wow. didn't happen. Yeah. Um, so I was there for another week or so. So I showed up, you know. And uh, Delcon, you know, craziness. And uh, there was pretty much nobody on the plane. It was actually one of the best flights I've ever had. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> yeah, from Saudi Arabia to Germany. So was- My unit deployed right after 9-11. So I was in Germany for 9-11. Mm-hmm. And I was in the, uh, a mobile command and control unit. And then my entire squadron deployed. And, and I had a slot for the NCO Academy, which... I, I fought hard to get out of because I wanted to apply with uh, deploy with my unit and yeah. didn't think it was fair. I was doing professional military education, <laughs> and a, uh, but it, it ended up being phenomenal and and and, and really re- kind of reset my career. But it sounds like we had a little bit of overlap while we were there. So uh, what did you? Uh, you know, I mentioned com, but what exactly did you do in the Air Force? Um, I did work in the um, comms squadron, so I did various jobs, everything from um, working help desk to maintaining servers with the Combined Air Operation Command. That's what I did in Saudi Arabia and Qatar, kind of followed the chaos around a little bit. I also worked in procurement over in uh, Mountain Home, so that was kind of a little bit of logistics um, experience that I got in my final few years. And what did you like about the Air Force? I love to travel, you know, but I always come back to that because that was a real thrill. Um, And just 
maturing in, in a very structured environment, you know, it's, uh, you know, I still had a lot of freedom and everything, but it was, it was good for me to get a real job um, and, and a lot of job experience with that. So. Yeah. Great. And do you have a favorite Air Force memory you can share? Um, probably professionally um, at, at Ramstein uh, in the buildup to Iraq our, our squadron was um, charged to procure all of the intel thing, um, all the intel equipment and um, the video and everything to set up an intel center. Um, it was originally supposed to go to Turkey, but it ended up going into Qatar. But uh, long hours, I remember, but I was kind of in charge of, you know, getting everything packed and ready and getting where it needs to be. So that was that was really rewarding. Yeah, I'm very aware. I was in Headquarters Air Mobility Command. I had worked for about four weeks on a plan to send everything to Turkey right. and ended up, the, the plan was crazy. We we had it taped together and uh, on the, and it was like a, um, it was like six foot by about four foot all taped together, the plan. And overnight we had to rip it apart right. and start over. Exactly. But, but that's what we do in the, yep. in the Air Force. Absolutely. So. Why did you uh, end up leaving the Air Force? I was right at a eight and a half year mark, so I had re-enlisted once. And so it was kind of a jumping off point. Um, number one, I wasn't too thrilled with the um, position that I was in with the comm squadron. I mean, I like computers to a certain extent, but yeah. I was I was over it. So I was either looking to leave the Air Force and go into a, um, you know, go out into the commercial world or... Um, cross train. Um, so I was looking into both of those, but I thought that it was either going to be a good jumping off point. You probably hear this from enlisted or military people all the time that, um, once you cross that 10 year mark, you know, it just makes sense to go ahead and do the, the why not another 10, 10 right? Yep. And get your pension and yeah. everything. So it was just a good jumping off point for me. And I was uh, nearly uh, through with my bachelor's degree as well. So. So you made it back home to, uh, to Atlanta. Did you, was that your number one choice, or did you, were you considering other locations? I loved um, the West. Yeah. I just loved the outdoors and the nature, the big rivers, and Yellowstone was out there. And I, I just love the mountains and everything, but skiing on the weekends and that kind of thing. So I did love the outdoors, but I just didn't have like an anchor over there. I had some friends and everything, but all my family, my closest friends that I grew up with were all still back in the Atlanta area. So that made sense. All right. In addition to those friends, why do you like living here in Atlanta? It's home. Yeah. I mean, it, it is. I'm, I'm very familiar with all the, the areas. I'm a you know, fan of sports teams yeah. and, and everything. The weather's good. I've lived in a lot of places with uh, snow and sleet all the time, and I'm, I'm over that. So, <laughs> you know, I'm okay with it, you know, just snowing a little bit once a year, a little powder on the ground, and it's gone. It's so, gone, yeah. yeah. No more snowmageddon. <laughs> yeah. So, the, uh, yeah, I, I like – I've lived here for 17 years. It's a – Outside of, of this, the longest I've lived in one location was four years. So the uh, yeah, I consider this home now too. So what attracted you to apply for UPS for that first time? Well, I was out there um, looking at a lot of different things. I was very interested in logistics and UPS being based in Atlanta. It just made a lot of sense. There would be obviously not a dead end job, you know, obviously something that I can grow into and uh, plenty of opportunities if you want it. Um, and it was 
a, a government based job. You yeah. know, I like that. That yeah. attracted to me that to this position was that it would still work with the Department of Defense and military personnel. So I understood the culture. I understood the lingo. I had some experience with contracts and procurement, like I said. So um, uh, it just it sounded like a good natural fit. Yeah, it did feel like a natural fit. So I had the opportunity to, to – we were in the government space, mm -hmm. but a, uh, on the global freight forwarding side of the house, I had an opportunity to rapidly grow and build that team and make it into a global team. And Vanessa was one of those first critical components I added. And a, um, so you were a global government operations specialist. So uh, can you tell me a little bit about that job, what you kind of did on a daily basis in that position? Yeah, so um, it was fielding a lot of emails and uh, calls directly from DOD contractors, Department of Defense contractors, but also military active pers active duty personnel um, from all over the world. And what they would do is they would have a shipment ready to go. We did a lot of spot quotes um, and then tracked and trace shipments as they went through. We also worked with contracts and, and yearly tenders and getting those into the system as well. So. Yeah, I remember when I uh, promoting you from specialist to supervisor, yeah, which was very cool for me because you grew a lot as, as a specialist. You, 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 had a, you had a great foundation, but you had to come in and learn about working in a corporate environment yeah. and, mm -hmm. and learn about uh, working with uh, different teams and, and, and learn – you know, the technical aspect of the job, but you did that very, uh, very well. Um, in your, your mind, why do you think you earned that first promotion? I think it was reliable, dependable. I had attention to detail and that's very important for that specific job. I mean, yeah. you know, you lose, you lose a decimal here or there and it could uh, be yeah. pretty bad <laughs> uh, loss. So, um, and I also had management experience as being a sergeant for, uh, quite a few years in the Air Force. Yeah, you, you had all that. You, you were a hard worker. You were passionate. A, uh, one, one of our uh, fellow now retired UPSers, Terry, we would all, always joke around as like, don't mess with Vanessa before 10 a.m. Because <laughs> <laughs> she's coming in and she wants to have a, just like a laser focus and, and get some things done before you will ever even like socialize with, with, with people. So you definitely earned that promotion and you've earned the other opportunities after that. So what, what are your favorite memories serving in, as a supervisor in that group? I did really enjoy, um, you know, serving the warfighter. I think that was very good. So we were definitely sending a lot to the Afghanistan campaign and the Iraq um, campaign because that was still going on pretty hot and heavy when I first started. Um, I also remember working in the humanitarian um, projects that we had. So I, it wasn't, it was pretty soon after I joined the team in UPS in this position that the Haiti earthquake yeah, happened. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And so, um, you know, just getting everything together to get over there, uh, you know, just water and food and medicine. And, and that was uh, very cool. Also, Libya, I know that you worked, <laughs> you worked on that too. Yeah. It was about 200,000. Uh, pounds of halal, halal humanitarian meals, yeah, yeah. meals ready to eat, yeah. and uh, they went through Dubai and then um, into Benghazi, in yeah. Benghazi, yeah. and even had a uh, a fighter trans. Yeah, we had we had a NATO provide a fighter escort coming yeah, in and out, right. and 
Yeah, we were, this is the very beginning of the war. And I remember taking the uh, cargo chutes that, that we did because the uh, the Air Force had ran out of cargo chutes when they were yeah. resupplying a, uh, the FOBs in Afghanistan. Um, all those Ford Rangers we we, we sent I know. A, uh, from a, uh, from Thailand into Afghanistan. Uh, yeah, we, we you you did some very cool things, and then uh, the the cool thing is is you're now in a commercial role, and you you really have the opportunity whether you're supporting humanitarian or healthcare to kind of come out of the government role. And then we we went on to work together for Expo 2020. And if you're not really familiar with the what an expo is, it's it's the old World's Fair, the World's Expo position, and. Um, Expo 2020 was supposed to be held in Dubai in 2020, mm -hmm. but COVID, they, they uh, delayed it to 21. And UPS was the log uh, official logistics provider. And I put together the concept of operational support for uh, on the global freight forwarding side of the house and and what the customer uh, support team was. And I traveled to Dubai and, and met with a bunch of people and kind of came up with this concept. But you're the one who made it happen because I went on to go do another role and, and you uh, executed that role. Can you talk a little bit about that experience? Uh, yeah, as you mentioned, I was on the project much longer than I expected, but yeah. that really was uh, a good thing in a way um, because we had much more time to get things together, work as a team, understand each other as a team. We basically had a stateside team here in um, Alpharetta, Atlanta area, and then we had a team over in Dubai. Um, so I was able to get everything together and put together proposals and solutions far ahead of times because we were dealing with actual relics and cultural artifacts and really important things that um, UPS is sometimes shy about uh, shipping, you know, just to due to the liability. So we were able to get, you know, insurance involved and, and everything like that. But the real, um, I, my favorite thing that I shipped was the Mars replica rover. Yeah, the rover. That, I remember seeing pictures. Neat. And the icing on the cake, the whole thing is I was able to, UPS paid for me to go out there uh, for a few days and actually meet the team that I had been working with for several years. Oh, and you got attend, to meet Alan and the team. Yeah, Very and cool. I did attend the expo. So. I didn't know you got to do that. We need to, we need to talk. Yeah. So no, the, I have pictures in front of me with yeah. the Mars rover. I got yeah. into the... Uh, the U.S. Yeah, very cool. Uh, venue, so, it was good. so looking at that pavilion, my first trip over there was it was all desert and dirt, and there wasn't one structure yeah. they had built at the time. So yeah, so you got to see the final thing. That is really really cool. Yes, it was. So the uh, coming out of Expo 2020, you moved over to a product that I, I once again managed, <laughs> and a um, uh, and that's the Trade Direct product. Can you talk a little bit about what that product is? Uh, yes, it's an integrated solution that works with pretty much everything UPS has to offer in modes of uh, transportation. We do international air freight, um, ocean, trucking, rail. Um, the basic idea of it is that you have a consolidated shipment um, in the front end where you um, can have pallets of items and there could be 50 different shipments to a, a pallet that would have these small cartons that will go to places all over, could be to different states, it could go to home residencies or 
um, just directly to a, a customer's venue. Um, the whole point of it is to uh, move past going to the distribution centers for the customer. So it's basically one to many. Once it gets to the United States as a pallet, as a consolidated shipment, it'll go through customs clearance as one shipment. So it's just one entry. And then it will be deconsolidated by UPS. We can put it directly into the small package network um, with one Z labels. It's either pre-labeled or the UPS can label it on the, on the other side. And then it can be infused in the small package or go um, less than truckload as well as the option. So it's one to many. That's, yeah. It, it yeah. sounds easy and it sounds simple, yeah. but I can personally tell you it's not. It's not. Oh, my gosh. There's so much work that, that goes yeah. into it. But that's yeah. really really what UPS does. We, we try to make things simple for our customers. And, and you have end and visibility through it all. Yeah. And um and one invoice, yeah. so the one consolid invoice, yeah. even if it's fifty different child shipments. So. Yeah, who, who so doesn't? Who doesn't want a, uh, to be able to trace their shipments and 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 then visibility and and one invoice? Exactly. So yeah, that's the, the great thing about that product. So what's your typical day look like? So start with you know typical stuff, the email communication and caffeine. Yeah, <laughs> um, I work very closely with sales. We don't work directly with the customers usually. Um, our customers are business developers, um, both on the small package and um, the the freight side as well. So. It's not a well-known, Trade Direct is not as well-known and understood as we'd like it to be yet. So I get on a lot of customer calls um, with sales, and we go over what the heck Trade Direct is, yeah. first of all, and if it could be a solution for their customer. If not every place can handle Trade Direct. We're not set up for it on every location. So... Um, we just kind of go through there. Once that is understood, I can walk them into putting a request in to one of our applications. Once that happens, I can build a solution for them. So a long-term solution. Yeah, big big yeah. kudos to Jeff Brandenburg on the uh, sell side of the house. One of one of my favorite UPSers to work with. No, he's great, and we have a, we have an outstanding team. So yeah, great. Yeah. yeah, you even have a. Do you have an Air Force? Or education with industry I do, I a, do. assigned to the your team. How's that yeah, going? It's going really great. I mean, he's uh, really good at certain skills that we're kind of shaking on, like Excel. So he's coming in and helping us with a lot of uh, the behind the scenes stuff that that needs to be done. But um, yeah, it, we also he just got promoted at the beginning. Yeah, of, just made uh, master sergeant. I know. Yeah. He's such a, so young. He's so young. <laughs> I retired sergeant. as a master so sergeant. Congratulations! That's a big deal. Good. Yeah. Good job, Jeremy. Yeah, good job, Jeremy. <laughs> and if you're uh, not familiar with the Air Force Education with the uh, Industry Program, check out our very next episode, which I'm taping here in about three hours, because we're going to cover that program. So overall, Ayab, what do you like about this job you're doing right now? It's it's something new, and yeah. I'm learning new skills. Yeah. I'm, I'm meeting with different teams, so I'm working a lot closer with, with some of the OCEAN teams, the IAF teams. Um, so it's, um, it's exciting that I get to kind of introduce people to it and grow the business. So there, we have a lot of growth potential and right now we know how critical that is, yeah. you know, getting new kilos and this is such a specialized solution that I think that that 
we could bring more revenue into the company. And that's, you know, yeah, really that's important. Yeah. Kilos and revenue for sure. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, my new goals are veteran hires <laughs> <That's> <laughs> and awesome. veteran retention veterans. You're my kilo. So yeah, please consider coming work for UPS. So uh, speaking of veterans and transitioning, what advice can you provide for a service member getting ready to make that transition? Uh, if going back to thinking about it, I, I think I would have um, done better getting a little bit ahead of it, getting my resume more solid, really le learning, leaning on the leadership skills um, that I got and kind of jump out. Well, the good thing about the Air Force of military, you know when your contract's up, right? You know when yeah. the day you're supposed to leave is. So start that networking immediately, get a strong resume, and, and you do have um, specific companies and also organizations that can help you build that resume instead of just trying to do it online, like Hire Heroes. Yeah, Hire Heroes USA. They yeah. were at our very second episode because of that the resume is so important. It's so critical. Yeah. So put your resume out there, get into things like LinkedIn. I'm not a huge social media person, but you know, nowadays it's, it's really important and understand that, uh, you know, really lean on your military service because for hiring managers right now in corporate America, you know, being an honorably, um, separated veteran is, is a really crucial, is really a good thing. Yeah. It's right important. I'm, I'm in this role because yeah. UPS sees the value and, and a, um, guess what? We're, we're, we don't hire veterans because you're a charitable cause. We hire veterans because they give us a competitive advantage. Yeah. UPS, if we could have another 12,000 Vanessas, 15,000 <laughs> Vanessas, we absolutely want to do that. Vanessa, thank you for uh, coming on to the Landing Zone. Thank you for your service, and thanks for being such a great business par uh, partner for the 10 years we worked together. And, and thanks for being veteran number one that I hired, <laughs> which, which is Proud phenomenal. I love it. Yeah, that's yeah. great. Thank you, Vanessa. All right, thanks. Special thanks to UPS Talent Acquisition Partner, American Corporate Partners, for helping market the Landing Zone podcast. ACP's free mentoring program connects post-9-11 veterans, active duty spouses, and eligible military spouses with corporate professionals for customized mentorships. ACP assists veterans and eligible spouses on their path towards fulfilling long-term careers, whether the veteran is job searching or newly employed. Thank you for listening to the Landing Zone podcast. I hope to see many of you land a career at UPS in the near future. In the meantime, be safe, be kind, and be remarkable. Thank you for tuning into the Landing Zone. Be sure to visit the UPS Military and Veterans Landing page at www.jobs-ups.com backslash military for additional information, and as always, keep monitoring the UPS Jobs website, tailor that resume, and apply.